0: If you love Big Ten football, then you came to the right place. Welcome to the big show, everybody. If you're a first-timer here, you're not going to want to miss what we have for this college football season. We're going to bring you the best Big Ten football content you're going to hear. So go ahead and click follow, click, click subscribe, and if you're a repeat listener, well, you should have already done it. So welcome. We're glad you're here. Follow, subscribe, review. Uh, Ethan, do you want to say something nice to any new listeners out there?
1: All right. Listen here, peeps. I love you. All right. You're watching our podcast, or well, you're listening to our podcast, and I greatly appreciate that. I hope you love the very unsoothing sound of us arguing about Big Ten football and talking about Big Ten football, because that's all you're going to hear on here. So sit back, relax, kick your feet up, and enjoy the next 50 minutes to an hour of us talking about Big Ten football and its possible expansion. Spoiler alert.
0: That's what we call a teaser, folks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and threads at Big BigShowPod. And with that, the teaser was right. We're talking potential expansion, Oregon and Washington. We're talking Jim Harbaugh suspension. And then if we got a little extra time, we're going to we're going to dive into some uniform reviews because Michigan State came out with a review. Corey, why are you complaining? What We've is- got a whole show for you to get airtime.
2: Ethan, do you want to say something to the people? I'm I'm ai am a co-host on this podcast, too. I freaking edit this thing as well because none of you Yahoo's want to do it either. So I miss one week and you throw me off to the curb. That's pretty messed up. You know oh, what? Corey!
1: It's good to see you there. Oh
2: my gosh, you guys are the
1: worst! <laughs> Unbelievable. <clears throat> we couldn't Listen, enjoy. let let's not stifle let's not stifle the entertainment for the people. Okay, Corey, keep your mouth shut. Alex, keep going. Oh my come gosh.
0: <laughs> they didn't come here to hear you, Corey. Come on. Anyways let's let's get into the meat of this show. So there's been a lot of news and a lot of rumors recently about conference expansion with the Big Ten, specifically revolving around Oregon and Washington. Are they coming? Are they not? So let's lay the groundwork here of what the State of the Union is with the conference expansion discussion. So the Pac-12's current TV deal expires after this year. They're going to need a new one starting in the 24-25 season. The Pac-12 presidents, they were presented from the commish with the best offering that's out there right now for a Pac-12 TV deal going forward. Right now, their best option is to go with Apple TV. But that presents a lot of problems. Apple TV is obviously subscription-based. So there's not a whole lot of guarantees in terms of the money that each school could get from this revenue deal because it's subscription-based. And you don't know how many people, one, are going to subscribe to Apple TV, and two, are going to subscribe specifically to watch Pac-12 football. So that presents a whole ordeal of issues. Now let's look at the competition, okay? Because there's some schools in the Pac-12 thinking about going to the Big 12, and some thinking about going to the Big 10. So the Big 12's TV deal going forward, it goes through 2031. It's a $2.3 billion deal where each school is going to get about $31.7 million. okay? Now, the Big Tens deal dwarfs that. It's a seven-year, $7 billion deal through 2030, where each school is going to get anywhere from 80 to $100 million per year on this media rights deal. So getting more than double, more than triple what a Big 12 school is getting. But... The Pac-12 presidents have basically said, if we can get a deal that's similar to the Big 12 deal, that $31, 32000000 a year, then we'll stay. So in the meantime, the Big 10 knows this is unlikely, and the commissioner, Tony Petiti, the Big 10 presidents gave him permission to go pursue and try to get Oregon and Washington. That's the State of the Union. That's what we're dealing with. And, all, and while all of this is going on, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are also thinking about going to the Big 12. There are a lot of balls in the air and there are a lot of things that can happen in the coming days. And right now the most likely scenario is, is Oregon and Washington coming to the big 10. But I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think of what we've heard so far? What would Oregon coming and Washington coming look like? Would it be good? Would it be bad? The whole thing.
1: So uh, I just, I just think that there is an inevitable expansion coming, and I'm not going to hide that or pretend like I feel a different way. I just think it's inevitable that the Big Ten and the SEC are both going to become 20-team super conferences with no divisions. Um, I, I, I really don't see a way that Oregon and Washington don't come to the Big Ten um, it's going to make a lot more sense as far as geography goes with adding USC and UCLA and the Big Ten. It, it's and and I kind of talked to Corey about this, um, just in conversation a few months ago when I, I told him when more teams start coming in from the West Coast, it's going to look more and more genius that the Big Ten did this protected rivalry stuff because you're going to be able to have games of West Coast teams playing more West Coast teams every year because they are going to rivalry the crap out of themselves over there. And they're all going to be protected. You know, you're going to have those two games every season. And are you going to see those West Coast teams come and play teams in cold weather? like over here in the Midwest? Yeah, absolutely. You are going to see that. But I do also think that there is a possibility that when this happens, and I am saying when, this is this is my personal opinion from rumblings that I've heard and things like that. This is just kind of where I'm at, that it's almost inevitable that this is going to happen. And what do we always see with these conference realignments? It's money talks. That's that's all it is. We can have a conversation about this and that and, you know, whatever. And Corey's going to speak to you guys here in a little bit about, you know, the effects that it's going to have on other sports. And he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right to do so because it's going to have a major effect on other sports. Um, And I'll I'll let him address that and everything. But money talks and, and we're talking about a sum of money. That is astronomical. And it's going to tantalize these teams to the point where, and look, Oregon is, Oregon might as well be called Nike University. So they are all about branding. They're all about money. And guess what? The sex appeal of the Pac-12 is going away next year. It's leaving. You can kiss it goodbye. So joining the Big Ten, I think if they come, it's inevitable that Washington comes. It's their number one rival. That's exactly what happened with UCA, USC and UCLA. They came together as a rivalry pair, and you're going to see the exact same thing with Oregon and Washington, and I think you're going to see the same thing with Stanford and Cal. Um, I, I, I really do truly believe that this is just an inevitability, and it is going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if.
2: Yeah, Ethan, I agree with you in in the sense that like this is going to happen. I, I think we're all pretty much like in that same boat. Um, but I, I think we have to shift the conversation a little bit to like what the aftermath. Is. It's going to raise like more questions, not so much like oh who's going to join, but like what's going to happen. Like how is this going to change the landscape of everything that we know with college football and the rest of the other sports? Because we're we're Big Ten football podcast. That's our bread and butter, but with all of these conference changes, there's several other sports that still have to be played within the parameters of these conferences. So I'm gonna be really interested to see how everything shakes
1: out to be um, because you have multiple. Yeah. And just real quick, real quick. I'm so sorry, not not to interrupt you. I wanna hear what your thoughts are specifically on on the effect of those other sports. And on team travel for those sports, because you're talking about sports teams traveling from the far West to the far reaches of the East and vice versa. And I mean, you're talking about a full plane, like chartering a a plane to fly these teams that are like, you're going to go play women's and men's, you know, lacrosse across the country. Like, but this is, it's not something that you just can't, you know, talk about at all. Cause it's, it's going to happen. It has to. No, I, I
2: agree a hundred percent. And that's where the majority of like athletic departments lose their money. Not necessarily they lose money, but that's where they lose their money. It's in travel expenses for, you know, men's water polo and women's golf and all of these other sports that don't bring in the same revenue as football. We've talked about this countless times in the past. And I think, in the early stages of this big 10 this is going to be a huge problem for the michigan women's field hockey and the ucla men's water polo why do i keep bringing up water polo But that's just the only one i can think of right now or like usc wrestling having to travel to the east coast like in in the middle of february whatever
1: these sports are and and these te- these teams are huge no, they're, they're not small you're talking about like you're talking about flying like and People, I'm not trying to say that they can't afford it. These schools can afford this, especially with the money that their their football and their basketball teams are going to bring be bringing in. That's not so much the point. What the point is that Corey is bringing up here is the logistics of it. Like you're talking about college collegiate teams being on the road for the better part of a month to finish a west or east coast trip. When they are from the opposite side of the country, it's going to be a logistical nightmare. It is just like get used to that. It, it's it's going to. There's be.
2: two things that I really want to focus in on here, like real quick um, before we we dive into it all. And it's going to be like th- the vastness of these super conferences. So it's going to looks like it's going to be the SEC and the, you know, the Big Ten. Um, so travel is going to be the, the biggest weight for these teams. And as we see more teams come into the conferences, I think those travel worries are going to be a little bit different or they're going to be like a little bit lessened. And because you're going to have, what, 20 teams in the Big Ten, 10 of those teams are going to be on the East Coast or at least within the original traveling distance, and the other 10 are going to be on the West Coast. So that's where it makes sense. But then I'm thinking to myself, at least in a football landscape, we're going to revert back to divisions. It's going to happen. And I'll tell you why. Because because you're going to have if you go divisionless, like we're all talking about here, you're going to have a Penn State, an Ohio State, a Michigan, and an Oregon, potentially all with the same record. How are you going to do strength of schedule and this this and that and all and like and when you're playing completely different because you could have a very different schedule with a 20 team conference like that's a reality. And what what happens when you have two spots with four teams who play completely different schedule? Then it's going to be are you going to have a selection show for the Big Ten championship? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't really know. And I think you're just going to have a Big Ten West and a Big Ten East. And then we're going to have the same problem, but it's going to be, you know, the big dogs that will take it over.
1: I'm not, you answered a question that I was going to ask you before I even asked it, because I was just about to say, when this major expansion happens, do you just immediately see the re-implementation of the East and West? And and I think the problem that arises within that is the fact that, okay, well, then you basically have two different conferences and that's going to be the problem. That that because you are going to have it's going to be Big Ten East, Big Ten West, SEC East, SEC West. You know, if we're talking about the grand scheme of things and people are going to look at it as, oh, yeah, the Big Ten East, like it's like the National League and the American Mm -hmm. League in baseball before before the implementation of the DH being universal And it was like interleague play was such a big deal because you're like, oh, we hardly ever play interleague games throughout the season. It's going to be like that. And then the Big Ten championship game is going to be like the World Series. You're going to be like, oh, my gosh, the juggernaut from the East and the juggernaut from the West are meeting up. And it's like, wait, this isn't even the national Mm -hmm. championship game. So you might be throwing yourself a big wrench well, I guess with the expanded playoff, no. Yeah, why do you, I yeah, take I, that guess back.
0: I was gonna say, why do you think it's a big problem to have such big maybe? Divisions? Maybe
1: you get rid of the Big no, Ten championship game, no, and they won't because no, of because no. of the money it it drives. No, yeah, you can't do that. You're, you're I was just thinking deep? because of the twelve team playoff, and you know what? It would be really cool. Say, oh, I am just gonna give you two teams, Ohio State and USC, play each other in the Big Ten championship game. And then they both go to the playoff. Ohio State won the Big Ten championship game, and now UCLA and Ohio State are playing in the second round of the playoff to see who gets to go to the national championship game. Like a rematch. That would be electric. That would, would be dope. Be. You know what? I'm talking myself into liking this, actually, a little <laughs> bit more and more. I
0: think I think the fear around conference realignment is a little bit misplaced because a lot of people who are scared of conference realignment are mostly scared of losing the regionality of college football and we've talked about that right like we want Oregon to still play Oregon State and they want that like we want Michigan to still play Michigan state and Ohio state. We don't want to lose those sacred rivalries. Like what's happening with Oklahoma and Oklahoma state right now that they're not slated to play for a really long time, but conferences have done this. Like, I don't think, I don't think people are grasping the fact that conference realignment has happened, but not at this scale,
2: never at this
1: scale.
0: It hasn't happened at this scale. but the- It hasn't happened at this
1: scale, and it hasn't happened to create a super conference of 16 to 20 teams. That's never happened before. It It is new, but I do understand what you're saying, Alex, and I, I do like what you're saying because I think it makes a lot of sense. You're saying, like, this is just a modernization of what we've already seen in the past. It's just a more modern-day version of it. And, if you and think
0: you're not going to lose the sanctity of the sport in this. Right.
1: Because if you think greed and money haven't played a part in conference realignment for decades, I'm sorry, you're an old man, like coffee or whatever. That is what you are because you're, you are drinking the Kool-Aid thinking, well, back in my day, that's literally what you're doing. When back in your day, your schools were leaving their conference to go to other conferences to make more money, just like they are now. The paychecks are just way bigger and they cash a lot heavier. So I, I don't know what to tell you, but that's the truth.
0: And in, uh, along the lines of maintaining rivalries, if Oregon and Washington leave and let's say Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah leave, I mean, Oregon State's going to have to go somewhere. Right, They can't have a three-school conference with them, Stanford and Cal. They have to go somewhere, and someone's going to welcome them with open arms as we're forming these conferences where it's a it's a who's who of if you're in, you're in, and if you're out, you can probably say goodbye to a college football playoff if you're not playing the type of schedule you need to in one of these conferences.
2: I mean, I, I feel like we're roughly around the same spot we're just presenting different questions here um because i i think the massive expansion will help solve some of these things that we've been talking about here like keeping these traditional rivalries together like if oregon goes to the big 10 well then that means you know if we want to play oregon you know and we you know want to keep that like the sanctity of the sport there yeah we should probably explore going to the big 10 as well and this is all like secondary to the money question. Can we just like, say like, everything is driven by money. And I think we've been talking about that right now. So money issue right here. That's, that's the baseline of everything that we're talking about here. But then there's other things that go into these decisions. So I I think, I don't know if you just brought it up, you know, before, or if you brought it up, uh, you know, on the pod, like a little bit earlier, but the Arizona's, Arizona State's Um, the Cal Stanfords not wanting to leave the Pac 12 because it will completely wipe out the conference. There's significance there because what happens to the automatic NCAA tournament bids with basketball, with baseball, with all of these other sports that could bring in at least, you know, a little bit more revenue. And then even you look at March Madness, I'm just looking at some of the numbers like, uh, the SEC from uh, tournament teams brought in uh, thirty-four million dollars to their schools. That's essentially the TV contract per team, like in one tournament for one sport. So that's a huge chunk of change. And if you are thinking, if you're looking at it from like an Oregon's perspective. Okay, we have the Pac-12 picked over, but this is still a power conference. This is still a conference that's going to get an automatic bid to all of these tournaments: baseball, basketball, women's basketball. You know, all these other things. At what point are you like, why should I leave? Because then I could have a cakewalk at least for a period of time to get into these tournaments, to get more money, and then also be at the top of this conference. It, it.
1: But you're you're not going to get more money. You're going to get the some problem. The, the, the money, no, but the money from the TV deal alone for moving, for jumping ship and going to the bigger conference is you're talking about in the billions with a B, like over a 10 year span, it is going to be billions of dollars in revenue that you are forfeiting. Yeah. And just to dominate a conference, no one's going to do that. Oh, you're dom- dominating the dog water conference out in the West that no one cares about. You're making no money like and and, I mean, I just pulled it up. I I, I was just reading about it while you guys were having that part of the conversation, because this is what I had read earlier. And I just wanted to confirm it. And there's I mean, there's multiple things. It's a Sports Illustrated uh, blurb on here that you can go and read. And Phil Knight, right, like the biggest booster in the Pac-12 for Oregon. He wants Oregon to join the Big Ten. And once you see the money that backs those schools start getting involved in voicing their opinions about, I want to go to the Big Ten, the the drive is just going to be too big. It, like, it, it is survival of the fittest to the nth degree, because the teams that have are going to pick up. And they are going to move like they're going to go to the bigger and brighter future. And then these lesser named schools that fill out the rest of the Pac-12 and stuff like that, you might see the Pac-12 and the Big 12 kind of end up merging once all of their teams have been purged and they will create a uh, I I'm I'm trying not to do this in an insulting way because I I truly don't mean for it to be insulting, but it's going to be like a mac on steroids right kind of thing right is what you'll see they will form together with the teams that they have remaining after they've been poached and the whatever teams are left over will come together to create a nobody cares about us conference and then what will inevitably end up happening is a couple of those teams are going to get really good and and then they'll do what UCF just
0: did, which is jump from whatever conference exactly. they in into the Big 12. Okay, exactly. What are the the 100%. This is, this is not ending. This is not ending. This is going right. to go on forever and ever yep. as long as media rights deals are being constructed right. and expiring. And this is not going to end. Oh, no, we're not. Before. And I don't think we were talking about that either. No, no, no we're mm-hmm. not. But my main point in saying that is the sport's going to look different but college football is going to be college football. Like we're the 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 important parts of the sport and all, and in all honesty, to be honest, I think the conference expansion is really really good because you worry right now about the sport being dominated by Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, right? Can you imagine if all of this TV right deal money only goes to 10 to 12 schools? And not the twenty that we're talking about. If you if you desire parity, you need this TV right money to be spread out a little thinner.
2: I I agree. Can you give me the numbers one more time for Big Ten payout right now per team? I just wanna I wanna I wanna calculate something in my head too, because I don't necessarily over the course of ten years, what every every Big Ten team in this deal is making 80 to a hundred
0: million is making 80 to a hundred million anywhere from 80 to a every, every big year, 10 yeah. tool just on TV, rights. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, it'll, it'll border on a, billion it'll border billion, on a billion, but it's not a billion dollar. Right.
2: It's half a billion. That's, I mean, I know we're talking, we're nickel and diming it, but that's still half a billion is not a billion. Then yeah. that's a pretty big chunk of change there, but I digress. Um, so I want to, so let's – let's. sorry. Do you I have, I one, have one more question on because this will go for the layout of some of the other sports. NCAA tournament automatic bids, what happens in super conferences? Because you have one for the Big Ten, you have one for the Pac-12, you have one for the SEC. Do you have the division? Like Big Ten West gets one, Big Ten East gets one, SEC East gets one, SEC West gets one, and then all the other mid-majors get one? What does that look like?
0: So let's let's change the conversation from March Madness to college football playoff because CFP has that similar structure going forward where it's the top 6 conference champs and then the next highest ranked 6 teams after that. So and the CFP I believe the 12 team deal I forget when that expires but they're going to have to renegotiate how the college football playoff works because if you've got an SECC SECC, an SEC conference of 18 to 20 teams and a Big Ten conference of 18 to 20 teams and six conferences get their champion in the the playoff, where are the other four coming from? You'll have a weaker Big 12, a weaker Pac-12, and then probably Clemson and Florida State duking it out in the ACC. And that's still only three. You need one more after that. So the the college football playoff is going to change for this too, but the playoff is staying. The number of teams in the playoff is either going to stay or potentially expand to to 16. But exactly what we said is going to happen is going to
1: happen. The
0: big conference is going to have divisions. It's going to be an NFL playoff model with two huge conferences with divisions inside of them.
1: Well, here's the problem. I I want to say that, oh, yeah, like they'll get it figured out, blah, blah, blah. I have no faith in the in the NCAA that's the problem I have no faith in their ability in their ability to do anything competently so yeah Corey I will tell you that like I am also concerned about that exact same thing and we're not going to get an answer right now um, but I do worry about it for sure so I, I would just say, but that's kind of that, that is definitely a big wait and see part of what all of this is.
0: Yeah, I think that's the mode that everybody's in and is going to be in for a while. It's going to be wait and see, and it's going to require having some faith in the NCAA to do the right thing Yikes. for the sport and for the schools and for the players. Speak, speaking of not having faith in the NCAA, let's wrap up the expansion conversation and move over to the Jim Harbaugh suspension conversation. So, let's lay the foundation here, too. Jim Harbaugh is facing, potentially, it's not finalized, but potentially a four-game suspension to start the year for not recruiting violations, but for lying to the NCAA about recruiting violations. So, this started with the NCAA investigation, where they found four Level 2 violations, which were meeting with two recruits during the COVID-19 dead period, texting a recruit outside of an allowable period, having analysts perform on-field duties, and watching player workouts via Zoom. If that was the gist of the investigation, Michigan probably would have been fined, a little slap on the wrist, and nothing more happens. But because the NCAA believes that Harbaugh misled them intentionally early on in the investigation they're suspending him four games for allegedly lying. Now, I say allegedly because Harbaugh maintains that he simply did not recall the events and didn't mean to intentionally mislead the NCAA in their investigation. But nonetheless, whether he remembers or not, they believe he's lying, so they puffed out their chest and suspended him for the first four games. Now, I think the consensus amongst every single person... In the united states is that the suspension doesn't really matter in terms of on the field results michigan is playing bowling green east carolina rutgers and some other school that it doesn't matter because they're going to win the game so in terms of wins and losses this is irrelevant the the bigger conversation has revolved around is the ncaa even credible at this point is this you know, should we be mad at Harbaugh for this if you're a Michigan fan? Should you be mad at the NCAA if you're a Michigan fan?
1: I yes gonna... and yes. <clears throat>
0: so this is this is where we're going to differ. So, Ethan, why don't you lay out your opinion on whether we should be mad at Harbaugh, the NCAA, or both?
1: Well, okay, I, I'm going to start first and foremost with uh, the NCAA because that is where the majority of my issues lie because you look at everything that just happened with Tennessee with paying players. Bef- this was before NIL was a thing and all of that and slap on the wrist. That's what they're getting. So it, it, it's, it's just the hypocrisy of the NCAA knows no bounds. And it is absolutely insane to me that the NCAA has the gall to do these types of things. (laughs) And I'm not even telling you that Jim Harbaugh, I don't want people to think like, oh, you're a Michigan slappy and here comes your Michigan opinion. No, I'm going to get to Harbaugh and I'm going to get to all of that. And I'm not even telling you that Harbaugh doesn't deserve a suspension for what happened. He violated several rules. um, And it, it, Regardless, I like I said, I will get to that point of it. But the NCAA and the way that they it's like it's like Roger Goodell when he just had a vendetta against Tom Brady and he was like, I have to get this guy suspended for deflate gate. And it was like, dude, no one cares. Like you are you're going after Tom Brady just because. He spited you and came out and, you know, basically told you, like, you're not going to get me for this. And that is that is exactly, like, I think, honestly, if, if he were to look back on his career right now, which he's a fantastic commissioner, like Roger Goodell, you can hate him, you can do whatever you want. He makes those owners billions of dollars. He is a great commissioner. Uh, I think if you were to ask him, like, what is the biggest flaw of your career so far? He'd probably tell you the early on assaults and things like that, that were completely mismanaged. And then down that list of ways would be the Tom Brady thing, the way he handled that. And the way the NCAA has handled so many different situations just are mind boggling to me. Um, And, and it's, it's a complete joke of an organization. We all know it. Everyone knows it. I, I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely terrible. It's why I don't trust them with creating a good playoff structure in basketball and creating a good playoff structure in football. Um, to jump over to Jim Harbaugh, I, I think it's really stupid to put yourself in the position that he put himself in. Where you could have just gotten a slap on the wrist, but the fact that he kept denying and or, or kept saying, I can't remember or whatever, I think that is what has led. And the NCAA even came out and said within their investigation that the cover-up was worse than the crime. And they, they came out and said that after seeing the results of their investigation. And it's like, it's really stupid to me. And I'm not saying like, you know, I, the, the, here's the reasons why I hate it. I hate it because he could have just gotten a slap on the wrist if he would have just, you know, I don't know if admitted to it is the right thing or just been like, okay, yeah, like, you know, we messed up or whatever. But the whole the whole fact that, you know, it comes out that the cover up was worse than the crime. And then my biggest issue is, if you get the four-game suspension, how does that affect recruiting? And that, honestly, to me, is my biggest fear as a Michigan fan. Is like, do do parents look at that when their kid is thinking about Michigan and be like, you know, we're real close between these two schools. Harbaugh just got suspended for something, and this other coach hasn't been suspended for anything. I don't think so. But it is something that I do. It, it kind of worries me in the back of my mind. So I'm going to say 85 percent of the fault on this goes to the NCAA, and 15 percent of it goes to Harbaugh. And the in and, and the majority of my issue with Harbaugh is like, come on, dude. You know when you're like talking to a buddy, and you're just like, dude, why'd you do that? You know, and it's like, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. And that's kind of how i feel with harbaugh right now but majority of the blame falls on ncaa for sure
2: as uh the resident uh michigan slappy here on the podcast um i'll keep my opinions very brief (laughs) it's been really funny to see like media outlets talk about this suspension and the media loves to rip on the people that they love to rip on. I'm not saying Michigan is the only part. They love to rip on Notre Dame. They love to rip on Texas. All of, the, all of these teams, and deservedly so, for a plethora of reasons. And
1: Texas, yes. most of all, because they never do anything, and they get
2: yeah, top uh, five recruits. Texas back. We're back. And the narrator says they proceeded to not be back. Um, horns down.
0: Texas
1: you suck
2: <laughs> get angry longhorns fans on the podcast it's like what you do and listen listen to a big 10 podcast but anyway they're 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 pissed about the, the SEC deal they want a part of the big 10 money um it's been really funny to see like not people come to Michigan's side but like everybody basically be in agreement like this is really stupid like this is kind of this whole thing is just kind of dumb like and it, it truly is because if you break it down like. Ethan had been saying, like, the cover up was worse than the actual crime. You get the cheeseburger thing, Harbaugh took out the recruits to lunch or whatever, and it's like, okay. And I understand where he's coming from to, like, oh, I don't remember. Cause he's probably in his mind thinking, like, what, why, why are we? asking questions about this this is so i I. it was it was 50 bucks for a couple of high school kids who were gonna come here anyway or something along those lines but i do agree with ethan it's like at some point you got to put your pride aside because like you have to realize that like there is still some power within the ncaa like you could have just gotten the slap on the wrist you could have just gotten you know the fine or whatever lost i don't even know what the punishment would be but Harbaugh had to do what Harbaugh does and not back down and, you know, be a stubborn brute sometimes. And it cost
1: him this time. And you're not, you're not a private university like Notre Dame, right? You're a public university. Like, if the NCAA hands down a, a punishment to you, your public university is still going to, because of saving face, They are going to uphold that. Like, if something like this were to happen at Notre Dame, I kind of highly doubt the same suspension gets handed down because the school might step in and just say, nah, we'll take care of it. And then the NCAA looks like absolute buffoons, which they do anyways in this, which we all agree. They still look like boobs, but they're trying to make a, a power play. If you will, and be like, look at the suspension that we handed down for this cheating behavior. So, it's it's a crock. I mean, it it really is. It's
0: that's funny. Is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And let me let me just come out here and say, I don't blame Harbaugh at all, and I'm not even mad about it. Don't care. Don't care that he was prideful. Don't care that he allegedly lied. If the man believes that he didn't lie, then stick to your guns, Harbaugh. Stick to your guns and say you didn't.
1: We know that's not true. Come on.
0: I tend Come to on. agree He's, with you. He I, probably
2: was like, oh, I misplaced the receipt. And it, and since I misplaced the receipt, I, I don't know. Uh, and then they're like, oh, we found the receipt in the trash can of your office. So that, that's not mine. I haven't seen it before. That's probably how this went. Oh, boy.
0: I tend, I tend to agree with you and believe that he knew exactly what the events were that they were talking about. But if he believes he didn't intentionally mislead them, then stick to your guns. And even if he knows in his heart of hearts that he did intentionally mislead them, screw the NCAA. And the fact that the NCAA had the balls to say, you know what, we're going to... We're going to puff out our chests and say, how dare Jim Harbaugh tell a fib to us. We're going to lay down the long arm of the law on Jim Harbaugh for telling a lie. You know what? This, this situation is the equivalent of if a high school principal expelled a kid for cheating while a bunch of students were doing crack out in the back of the school
1: and they completely <laughs> ignored it. maybe not what? maybe not crack but like yeah there's they're smoking weed like in that, breeze that way came out of day. nowhere and like everybody knows everybody knows that like these kids are smoking weed yes. in the breezeway every single day yes and it's like they don't get in any trouble but like
0: no but how dare you cheat how dare you cheat yeah. and how dare you lie about cheating it's the sanctity mm-hmm. but but yeah but mrs smith Little Johnny's smoking lines off the back of Whoa, his Toyota Prius in the parking lot. He
1: doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't know, know drug lingo. Just leave him smoking alone. Smoking lines? <laughs> smoking lines, everybody. That's what we're doing now.
0: Listen, Yikes. You, I'm, I don't touch, this stuff. I don't touch we're making, this
1: stuff. We're making a Big Show pod t-shirt, and it's going to say smoking lines <laughs> on it. <laughs>
0: But my the point the point remains that the NCAA just they choose to just squash the coaches that are doing the smallest stuff. Meanwhile, you've got Pat Narduzzi at Pitt saying in a live press conference for the world to see, um, "Hello, other coaches are offering millions of dollars to our players to enter the transfer portal and go play for them. I think that's called tampering." And the NCAA said. Hold on a second. I think Harbaugh had some dudes watching uh, kids do push-ups over FaceTime. <laughs> that's what they're doing, and it's ridiculous. So I'm not mad at Harbaugh at all. Michigan's going to win all four of these games, and if anything, it might make the players uh, even a little bit more motivated and focused to say, like, let's go play for Coach Harbaugh in those first four weeks. So I'd play for him. That's my I'd play for, for him because he'd and... buy me
2: a cheeseburger. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I yeah we don't need to talk anymore about how awful the NCAA is, but if Harbaugh wants a hey, Harbaugh, you do you baby. Wait, if no, hold on, on. A question for Alex. Alex, Listen, would hope. you
2: uh, smoke a line with Jim Harbaugh? If he told you to, I have a
0: child on the way. If Jim
2: Harbaugh I've busted into your door base. and had a sleepover on your uh, living room floor and he said, Hey, yo, Alex, you want to smoke some lines with me? Would you say yes? I'd have a hard time saying no, my guy. I'd
0: have a hard time saying no. Well, good. Oh,
1: you need Jesus. You I'll need Jesus. Jesus. I'd have a hard time saying no to that, man. You have got problems, my brother. Okay. All right. I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to look up these jerseys. Yeah.
0: Let's let's talk. We've got some more breaking uniform news. Second episode in a row. We've got breaking uniform news. Michigan State came out with uh, new uniforms. I thought they were just going to be the all-black ones that were new, but they, they refreshed the whole lineup. So they came out with black-on-black-on-black on black on black uniforms. They're called the Shadows or Thy Shadows, something like that. And they're dope. Those are kind of, Those are kind of
1: nasty. I yeah. just pulled those up.
0: Yeah, the black ones are, are nasty.
1: Those are kind of nasty. Mm-hmm.
0: Black ones oh. are dope. Overall... I give the the whole uniform refresh like a B plus or A minus because I don't know how I feel about that helmet stripe. It seems a little... I feel like they're leaning into the ancient Greece Sparta stuff. Maybe I, I like that too much with that stripe. It's like an
1: Aztec. Yeah, it's like a, an that's Aztec. That's a really nice things. touch. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe Get with the times, yeah, Alex. Go, go back Gosh, to smoking some lines. There's such an old man coffee. Yeah, go smoke you some idiot. lines, bro. Man, all those Do you want? That do you want my smoking. actual
2: opinion on these? Again, I'm being really nice to these no. to the to the people. Who...
0: You <laughs> have you have hor- you have horrible uniform. Listen, and I talked about the helmet.
2: To to the it, so. helmet was cool. I like the concept of of the train tracks, and I think it looks nice. You guys just have no taste. You think you can smoke lines when you clearly cannot. So I don't want to hear it from you. But. Um, I do think these are pretty cool. Thank the Lord they got away from those neon green, like state things that might've been the worst, like objectively the worst, like football Jersey I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, It's really, really hard to screw up an all black Jersey and Michigan state clearly does not screw this one up. Those are actually pretty dope. The green stays true to like the, you know, the, the Nike uniforms of this past decade and, I think I think green and white is like those are colors that work well together, especially on football field. Yeah, um, for the sure. White to me falls a little flat. I don't think the the trim of like the Aztec like on the sleeve uh, really pops like it does in the black and the green. Um, so yeah, I don't. I I guess like I don't really like the white, but the other two are pretty sweet, and I would imagine that.
1: I kind of wish. I kind of wish the black uniform had white accents, and in, instead of like the green. Nasty. Instead of the green, just make it like all white trim accent. Oh, I think you need the green in oh. there. I like, you do. You do. I like the green oh. and black. It does. It does. They have white numbers, but I wish there. Okay, I wish on the helmet. I wish the helmet had a little bit of white in it.
0: Oh, like maybe like a white Spartan logo instead of the green one.
1: Now you're talking my language.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that they they do
1: have the they do have the white Spartan logo on the pants. Mm, if you look I did at see the that picture of like the whole player that that on the helmet would listen, be disgusting. Listen, 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 listen to
2: all the schools that are that are listening in or tuned in to the to the big show, and we know that Michigan State. Shout out Michigan State for looking at the looking at her story the other day. So kudos to you guys.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Social. Thank you. Social media yes. intern. Yeah. That's, yeah,
2: that's pretty for sure. cool. But for all of you that are listening, if you want some bomb Jersey uniform ideas, you come to talk to the three of us. Okay. Cause our, our takes bounce each other out. I'll, I'll, I'm in the minority of the, of the train track football helmet. That's cool. But you put the three of us, absolute geniuses, behind sports, apparel, and fashion. You're going to have some bomb jerseys, and you are going to make a lot of money. Listen.
0: Because let me tell you, there are too many schools. Actually, this problem mainly is in the NFL. But there are too many sports teams that get their jerseys horribly wrong.
2: Don't know how. Like the Commanders, you rebranded. and
1: The All-Whites. Yeah, Ethan. Was yeah, so Ethan. Ethan. Anything we said, we we Not went on a was. Whole... the commanders. The commanders rebranded. We and went on a whole spiel, and then Ethan
0: true. pops his head up and goes, "The All Whites."
1: <laughs> Listen to me. the The NFL just launched a oh. line of throwbacks. That is the greatest line of throwbacks started. they've. I'm going to have no money, yet. so you can't talk anything about the NFL. The NFL just launched the Houston Oilers throwback jersey. Which talk, is- to me. Talk, is- oh. talk to me. Oh my god.
0: And it the Titans and the Titans beautiful. are wearing them in oh.
1: physical, such a slap
0: Ooh. in the face.
1: That's kind of nasty. And and it wasn't even the best jersey that got dropped. I need to off-season. get real close. I need to get real close here. The creamsicles. The cream. The creamsicles are back. No, the creamsicles are back, baby. No. Yeah. yeah, that's not even oh. the best. The Seattle oh, Seahawks rollback uniforms are the. Single greatest throwback uniform that's ever been put on a human being.
0: Preach! That,
1: no, there is no contest. They need to make those their their wear it every game jersey from now until the end of it. That is the cleanest jersey for football that, I have ever seen. End story. There is no competition. That jersey is disgusting. Jersey could bring world peace. Yes, but I haven't. Yeah. Met, I,
2: I, I, haven't I haven't talked. I haven't met
1: <laughs> honestly. That's not. I me haven't met about about.
2: someone who's like, oh, that jersey's all right. I mean, my dad, you know, Ken, but he's like, you know, his opinion doesn't matter. Uh, but like,
0: Ken saying wow, something is all right.
2: Ken Sarsina. Ken, your opinion. Okay, well, he loves he me. loves the Raiders but, jersey. But Ken Sarsina kind of was passed down to me. But he's like, those are okay. And I'm like, Dad, come
0: on, those are those are dope. You're just not with it right now. No, but if Ken Sarcina if Ken says something is all right, mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of one of us saying, it's freaking That's nasty, Steve That is true. Right. I, f- I forgot, right. but alas, so we need true. to
2: get all the world leaders together, need to get a nice meal, so they're all, you know, belly's full, right? And then we're like, okay, hey guys, I know like you kind of hate each other, but here's the, the 2023 Seattle Seahawks alternate yes. jersey throwback. And they'll be like, yes, yes,
1: yes, please. Dude, and, and, the, the Kelly Green, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're all discussed. literally all of the throwbacks that they threw in for this season are de- discussed. It makes me so excited for the Lions jerseys next year. and please, please, football gods, please let it match the helmet that they got this year. Please. Because if it does, and if it's that same tone of blue, and they make that the jersey, and they do it with white pants. I've, we are we're I, gonna I have heard, a problem. Heard, we're gonna have a major.
2: There were some problem. rumblings that uh, a black jersey was going to be back in the mix for the Lions as well.
1: I won't be mad. I would.
2: I, I wouldn't be, be upset mad. either. I think that would be pretty nice. And meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had the same jerseys for
1: eighty years, and that doesn't matter. So. Also, lions make the helmet that you just released your permanent helmet. Uh,
0: no. I don't really know
1: about that. It's disgusting. I don't really know. It's not. There's that there's that. some tradition with the with the
0: lion there a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, it's called losing.
0: What do you expect? All right, we've got one. We've got one fan question from the gram that we gotta answer before we wrap this baby up. So this one's from Lord Liam, which. We got into the, into the divisions a little bit, but he says, how would you divide the conference if there were still divisions? And I would say, let's
1: include USC and UCLA in this convo. Like as it stands. So are we, are we saying, are we saying with, yeah. Like as it stands now, or if we were to expand with Washington and Oregon, let's do,
0: let's do at least USC and UCLA.
1: Okay, so with USC and UCLA, I am putting – I think I would leave the teams that are in the Big Ten West, except I you you have to bring – What? because it was even, correct?
0: It's even right now, 7-7. Seven, 7-7.
1: Seven. Seven, seven. <sighs> so, you're, you're, both of them go in – both of them go into the west. I know what I do. And then I think you bring Nebraska. North, I think you bring Northwestern Nebraska? to the east. Northwestern is Northwestern's in the west. And then Nebraska is also in the west? Yeah. No, but you can't bring them to the east. No, I think you bring Northwestern to the east
0: and then put USC and UCLA in the west. Then you've got kind of like a big four in each division. You've got Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, but Tennessee. you have to add
1: one more team. You have to add one more team mm. to no. the East.
0: Yeah, Northwestern. You bring Northwestern over, and then you add USC and UCLA to the West. But then isn't it
1: still it, – we're, then we're it even we're now
2: you add two, and then oh, you have
1: to subtract one. Yeah. I know – Subtract one. Okay, so just Northwestern. I, that doesn't blow my dress up, but – that's not bad math for a guy who's been smoking lines. Arbaugh's there? I don't, I mean, I don't hate it. I think, uh, so Lord Liam, is that who the asked Lord. the question? He, was he knighted? Oh, was right. he knighted? Shout out Lord Liam. Listen. Was that an official title? Lord Officially. Okay,
2: shut up. Oh, sorry, Mr. Interrupt <laughs> Everybody all the time on the podcast. Oh, you don't like it? Oh. Hmm.
1: I'm not, I don't say, is he knighted?
2: Is he knighted?
1: Oh, I'm going to fight you. Oh. If I interrupt, I do it politely and and how is I interrupting ever polite? <laughs> he muted himself. I love it. I absolutely love it. I just wanted to trigger Corey so hard and I did it. <clears throat> um I I would say to Lord Liam that I I would rather answer that question in a way if we were to add more teams. Do it. And do if it we were with, to add more teams Do it with Oregon and Washington too. So Oregon and Washington, USC, UCLA all go to the West. They're all in the West. And then you can pull at that point you can pull good teams to the east. You can pull Wisconsin, take them to the east, and you can pull Northwestern and bring them to the East.
0: I like so, that. You gotta pull you gotta pull one big brand and then one small yep.
1: brand. Yeah. And then you're 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 not you're not interfering with any like what would become a rivalry with like with those West Coast teams? Because that's not going to happen with Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin but Wisconsin, Wisconsin with, does Minnesota. need to play Minnesota. Go like Minnesota. Well, then they'd keep that as their rivalry game. That's fine. Oh, yeah, true. They keep it as their rivalry. So that's totally okay. True,
0: true, my guy. True, true.
1: So I would just say, I would say that at that point, it, it would be really nice because then you get to pull another powerhouse team from the west and bring because nobody's fooling themselves that would be disgusting like Oregon and Washington are both really really good football programs so you are talking about two two more very very good teams in the west like the what the west in the east would be, oh my gosh, that would just be disgusting. We need to like have a complete conversation about that. When this deal gets done, we are going to give you an elite level breakdown of what this is going to be like, people. We cannot wait. We are super excited that the Big Ten is not the (laughs) Pac-12 or the Big 12 and having all their teams poached. We're very excited about that. We love the Big Ten. We want it to become a super conference as opposed to, becoming a non-conference conference. conference. So, good thought. We can keep bringing more and more content to more and more people because it's going to reach more and more people because there's more and more teams in the Big Ten, and they're going to be high-level teams. People, get ready for this action. Like the podcast. Follow the podcast. Subscribe. We are going to be bringing you some great content all year long. We've got a major, major season coming up. Uh, You have three, if you're a Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State fan, you need to be listening to this podcast because we are going to dive in depth, most likely with those three teams, every single week. Because those are the three teams that we're really going to be looking out for this this year. And if any teams are surprising or whatever, we're going to be talking all things Big Ten football. So let's get this show on the road. You're getting episodes from here on out peeps. You're getting episodes from us because Every the season week. is a season, two, baby. Okay. We love you. We love you. We thank you for listening to us and we will see you again next week. Peace.